The New Orleans Pelicans were completely embarrassed by the Lakers Tuesday night. And if this loss doesn't force changes, well, then the season is pretty much over. Let's talk about it. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all day after the Pelicans get run out by the Lakers, 123-108, it doesn't, that doesn't describe how close it was, a 35-point game at halftime. What the heck happened? What what happened to the Pelicans in this one? Because it feels like the season's over. The season is not over. And I'll explain exactly why it's not over coming up in a second. But it feels like the season is over. And we got to make some sense of what just happened if there's any chance. Because if this loss doesn't wake this team up from top to bottom, may as well start tanking. May as well start Hanky. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans, by the way, brought to you by the ultimate basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Maybe better than this one? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all making sense of everything, the good and the bad. Even after a loss like that, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment wherever you get your podcast. And number one thing you can do, comment down below on YouTube. Do you think the Pelican season is done? Let me know what you think. So it's not actually done yet, but that loss was so demoralizing. The Lakers getting out to a 14 to nothing lead in the first quarter. They went on in the first half, get this, a 52 to 10 run. 52 to 10. Are you kidding me? This was a must-win game. Not actually, but pretty much a must-win game. They are almost always must-wins going forward. We said this five-game stretch of the season was going to define it for the Pelicans, make or break it, and this game kind of counted for two. It gave the Lakers the tiebreaker over New Orleans should they be tied in the standings, and look, they're fighting for the same spot. This was a game that if you beat them, you also can jump them in the standings. And it also might mean that if the Lakers don't make the postseason or make the play-in tournament, you do get a chance at their lottery pick, maybe if it strikes gold and you're in the postseason. There was a lot at stake in this one for this team. And they just came out and didn't seem interested in playing. And it's so frustrating. We know the stakes of the game. We know what they need. And it seemed like these guys just weren't prepared for that. The fire, the fight wasn't there. They just had nothing going offensively, which has been the problem for months now. And as I've repeatedly said, bad offense leads to worse defense. The Lakers getting out in transition against a rotating Pelicans defense were getting wide open, easy looks to make from three. And well, they converted them and just shot the, you know, the lights out of the building essentially. 
the Lakers could do no wrong because the looks were easy. 39 three-point attempts, made 18 of them. That's 46.2%. New Orleans took 43 threes. That's not a bad number. 25.6% because everything was labored. Everything was labored. This was a team that was going back to their isolation style of basketball that they tend to do with CJ McCollum out there and when Brandon Ingram's out there too because they think they can kind of rely on those guys at times and they have just not stepped up regularly all the time. You needed a little bit more consistent. CJ McCollum was 5 of 17, 1 of 10 from 3 for 13 points. Brandon Ingram, 22 points on 17 shot attempts. It's not ideal that's not horrible he got to the line a decent bit but you just need more from them than that combined 33 uh, 35 points isn't going to do it while Zion Williamson is out and we don't know when Zion Williamson is going to return and Pelicans go from first in the west to out because they have been unable to figure out their offense except they have at times right we saw what they did against the Portland Trailblazers. And the Portland Trailblazers are in a very different spot than the Los Angeles Lakers are. The Portland, as I'm saying, this is up by 14 over a good New York Knicks team, by the way. So there's still some fight in that team, maybe. So you beat that team and you did it basically with a ton of ball movement. They went out and moved the ball, scored 127 points in that game. They had in that one, the assist numbers were 35. In this game against the Los Angeles Lakers, they had 23. And the majority of those really came in the second half when they looked a little bit more competitive. And it wasn't so much that they were playing better. It was just more the Lakers didn't need to try as hard and let off the rope a little bit and let that let the Pelicans kind of get back into it. What, the lead got to 16, down to 16 before... Not really being enough. That's not good enough. Like, I, I don't know what to say. To get away from exactly what you were doing the other day is just, I don't know. I don't know. One of the things I hate when podcasters do is they come on a show and they're like, I don't even know where to start with that. Like, it's your, it's your job. You're a podcaster. You've got to know where to start with things. So I don't like saying things like that here. But I'm, this is the type of loss. You hear me kind of stuttering. I, I really don't know what to say. This is just, there's got to be a better game plan. There's got to be a better game plan from the coaching staff. This is also on the players who just need to go and do something. You know, the coaches can't make them give a damn. And it really seemed like once the Lakers got out to that big lead that the Pelicans just lost all of that. And the stakes are pretty high because the season isn't over. And we'll look at that in the next segment here. But to not have kind of adjustments and things like that is just, yeah, then start tanking. You may as well just tank. You, you know, you can't really get that far, but you may as well try and improve your draft stock to an extent. But even that's not really going to work. The Pelicans have themselves in no man's land and are falling fast. And this is the type of thing that you've just got to make some adjustments. So let's look at the adjustments next. Then we'll talk about why the season's not actually over in the third segment. That's all here to come in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by our new sponsor who I am having so much fun playing, the mobile game Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. You ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Well, you can. your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, and navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, and all 
all the ups and downs of a season as well as upgrading your facilities. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go, as you want, when you want to. It's been fun. We're all in a league, too, and we're all trying to kind of figure out who's going to win the title first. The Bulls did. I made the playoffs my first three seasons before hitting a rough patch. Go tell me if you can do better than that. Uh, so go get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On. It's all caps in the game store, so make sure to check it out. To download the game, go to probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM, start your dynasty today. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. I greatly appreciate you tuning in after a game like that. That's a game where if you need a break from the team because they're making you sad, they're dragging you down, I tell everyone, take a break. It's okay. The team will still be here. The, the This podcast will still be here. But if you're tuning in today, I appreciate you supporting the show uh, and being along for the ride, good or bad. We're all, in the, we're all in this together. I love the community around it. I love all the friends that I've made from this and the interactions. So are only good things to have. So I love talking to people, whether it's the Cure Bar and Scott, you were awesome. Whether it's everyone I've met, uh, you know, in the arena, I appreciate you all uh, being along for the ride here and supporting the show today after those type of losses. So sub subscribe wherever you get your podcast and comment down below on YouTube. So adjustments, like what, what can they do? This is tough because it's been very obvious what they've needed to do for a while and they just haven't done it. You know, they do still need to take, let's start with the three pointers. That's one thing I think was a point of contention for a lot of people in the loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. They took 42, whatever the number was. They took over 40. That's a good number for them. They don't normally do that, but they only made 11. They shot 25.6%. You, you still have to try and keep a defense honest by taking threes. If you're missing that many, do you really need to be taking 40, whatever? The answer is probably no. This Pelicans team needs to really work on playing inside out a little bit more and trying to get the ball down low. The big reason why they got down 14-0 was they were settling for jumpers and three-pointers, which is what the Lakers' game plan was. And when you realize that that's the opponent's game plan and it's not working for you, you should probably pivot. You should probably make an adjustment. And the Pelicans failed to do that. No, they're not a good three-point shooting team outside of Trey Murphy and some of the other guys getting hot here and there, but nothing consistently. That's a problem. It's a problem. It's been a problem. It's going to be a problem when Zion Williamson comes back. So you need to go and score other ways. What this team was doing in this game was that kind of isolation style, almost playing fast style of basketball that they're just not particularly great at. When they can get out in transition and run, that's one thing. But that requires getting defensive stops, and that means don't have bad offense leading to transition opportunities for your opponent. And that's what happened for the Los Angeles Lakers in this one. The Pelicans, by the way, had five fast break points. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't get any sort of thing going because they weren't getting stops and it caused the offense to stagnate. So what do you do? Well, it, it isn't playing isolation basketball and just taking the first semi-open shot that you get. Those shots are open for a reason because the Lakers, who have been good defensively all year, want you to take those. Don't play into their hands. That's a problem. Realize that and make a change. Simple as that. And they just won't do it for whatever reason. The game against Portland. Herb Jones cutting off ball, working really well, using him as a screener, as a roller, as a ball handler. More of 
that going possessions where you don't get Brandon Ingram the ball because there's no off ball movement and there's no way to free him up isn't the way to do it. It forces you to take tough, inefficient shots that are going to lead to you losing basketball games. And they did in this one. That has got to change. Try playing slower. Try playing slower with a little bit more ball screens, more actions, things like that to try and create some looks inside. You need to. And I get that, you know, your game plan has been one thing all season long. And so you you kind of stuck with that, right, to an extent. Your, your players know that. They're expecting that. That's what they've trained for. That's what you've coached. It's tough to really pivot with, what, 15 games left. But if you want to make the postseason, you've got to be a little bit desperate and willing to try other things. You know, you heard me be very critical of Willie Green the other day when he was like, yeah, we'll let the chips fall where they may. You've got to be more proactive than that. And this team is not doing that right now. And it's causing losses. Dictate the game. Dictate the game rather than playing into your opponent's hands. And New Orleans, without Zion Williamson, is struggling to do that. But again, when's he returning? Tell me. Somebody. I don't know. I'm there. I talk with people every day. And I don't know when Zion Williamson is returning. And you can't rely on that game plan that works with him. And it works with Zion because of you know him being an otherworldly talent. It works with him, but it doesn't work without him. So do something different, please. Otherwise, you're not going to make the postseason. There needs to be, you know, a sense of urgency. And by the coaches being like, no, we're going to keep doing our thing and we're going to, you know, trust the process for lack of a better phrase here. I wonder if that just breeds complacency within the players and they just don't feel like we got to go out and we got to do something. You know, right now, it seems like this team should have a players only meeting. I don't even know if that's actually an answer to anything here, but it feels like this loss was so demoralizing that it puts the season completely on the brink. And that's not where this team should be, even without Zion Williamson. There's enough talent. They didn't lose games like this last season when they were without him. And I get that things are different, entirely different, but... You can't rely on jump shooting threes. You still got to take threes and you just got to hope guys make them. But New Orleans is in 12th place, game out of 10th now behind the Los Angeles Lakers. It's going to kind of be between the Thunder, the Dallas Mavericks, the Lakers, and the Pelicans for three spots. You can throw the Timberwolves in there too and look at it as five teams for four spots, the playing tournament spots. But you want to be in the postseason. You can't look like you did. You don't have to win this game necessarily, but you can't look like you did. It was that bad. And this has to spur some changes. This has to create changes and be the catalyst for it. Otherwise, no, they're done. I think that's unless they get Zion back in like a week, which I mean, I don't think that's happening. I don't think any of us think that that's realistic or happening. And so I don't know. We'll see if we're getting postseason basketball. The day the Pel- day after the Pelicans were like, renew, you know, sign up for the pay-as-you-go playoff ticketing as they were in 12th, which is just kind of funny to me. But the season actually isn't over. It feels like it is. I get that it feels like it is, but it isn't. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the stretch run of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app. America's number one sports book and official sports book of Locked On. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I love the way it looks. It's laid out great. You can bet on basically everything. 
The point spreads, the money line, threes drained, and FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout the same game parlay. You take Herb Jones over, under, six and a half, rebounds plus assists. And if you did that, like a friend of mine did, congratulations, Alex, you'd have won some money. Seven rebounds, one assist. He hit the over there. Combined for a bigger payout. Have some fun. Get on FanDuel. It's super easy to use. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, an official sports betting partner of Locked On. Okay, thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day, even after a loss like that. When Look, I get it. If you don't want to listen and this team's dragging you down and it's hurting your, your mentals here, take a break. It's okay. I'll still be here. You know me. I'm here every day. The good, the bad, all of that stuff. But the season isn't over. Let's take a breath. That was such a demoralizing loss to a hated team, a hated player in Anthony Davis, and just looking so flat out bad. 52-10 to 10 run. Whoa. But the season isn't over. When you look at it, look at the standings, it's not over yet. They need to turn things around and do things differently, but they are capable of getting wins. As bad as this team has looked, right, they still are getting some victories. They're capable of beating the Portland Trailblazers, and they have games against the Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Charlotte Hornets coming up. You go 4-0, all of a sudden, you're probably in like the eighth spot here. And I think this maybe needs to, if this serves as the wake-up call, New Orleans can certainly do that. They are still only three games out of the sixth seed and not being in the play-in tournament. And given some of the teams that you play, you can control your own destiny a little bit. You need to beat the subpar competition. We have seen the Pelicans do that. We have seen the Pelicans do that for the most part this year. That might be good enough to get you into the postseason into the play-in tournament if you do that. It wouldn't mean that they're going to have a chance of getting out of the play-in tournament, but they at least get the chance to be in there and taste some of that, and maybe Zion's back, and who knows. I don't think when you look at this team, if they were to somehow even get in as the sixth seed, they're getting killed in the first round. Absolutely killed in the first round. That wouldn't shock me whatsoever. But at least you're there. It's still some extra home playoff games. You know, and I, I think the value of the playoff experience is more important than, you know, tanking for a draft pick potentially. So the season isn't over just yet. You still have games to play. There's a lot you still have riding on everything. And so there is a very realistic chance that New Orleans still is going to be in an okay spot. They're going to be limping into the postseason if everything. But if your goal is just get to the postseason right now, you can still do it. But the season is definitely gone awry, and it feels just saying, get into the postseason. And if they do that, it's like, man, that's a disappointment from where they were. And I'm actually on Locked On NBA today talking about that, where my co-host John Corrales wanted to do a what the heck happened to the Pelicans segment on our national show. So I'll try and explain it a little bit more there, and you should give it a listen. But it's not over yet. I'm not saying that there's a silver lining. I'm not saying that to be optimistic. It's just literally not over. And that's a fact based on games played and how the standings are in the game, you know, where they are behind in games. So there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity to still get in. I don't know if it's much of a consolation at this point, but it's something. And so they still have stakes. They just, this game has to be a catalyst for change. Simple as that. If it doesn't though, these games won't matter. They got, they got to, 
play better than they did. They wouldn't beat the Rockets with the way they looked against the Lakers. You wouldn't beat, you might beat the Spurs. You wouldn't necessarily beat Charlotte. So you've got to pick it up. There needs to be some change and there needs to be some big time conversations happening over the Pelicans facility on airline drive before they head to Houston for this kind of two game set on the road. We'll see on Friday. We'll see on Friday. You got some time to figure things out until, you know, by then. And we'll talk more about it in tomorrow's episode of Locked on Pelicans. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all next time.